Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Sun's Tenual Podcast. And we are back with the whole crew here today. No trees cutting down power lines. Nobody beep, getting beep, dropped. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> we're back and we're ready to go. You um, bet. <laughs> so, so today we have some good topics lined up, in my opinion. My non-biased Stuff opinion. on the docket. Yes, and uh, we're we're hitting it off right off the bat. We're going with the sense switching back to the two D logo. <gasps> it was leaked, according to a source in a Haley Salvian article on the Athletic. The Sens are returning to their vintage two D logo that they used between uh, nineteen ninety seven and two thousand seven, and um, it's it's the black jersey with the red elbow stripes, uh, but. It, the one in the picture that she used in her article also has the white uh, stripe in like the middle of the the elbow, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, that was the one that she put in her her article. And I'm kind of wanting to know where you guys stand on that jersey. Um, I personally like it, but I know some people don't want the white in the middle of the elbows. They just want the two red stripes and want a more basic. So, what do you guys? think uh the jersey should look like like what would you prefer it to look like i guess is what i'm well, asking here. i will add that uh with the leak it did come the one difference between the old logo and the new logo is the gold for sure i know we spoke on it before but uh, yeah it'll have a gold highlight on the back wings or whatever you want to yeah. call those instead of the mm-hmm. old red yeah um other than that uh i mean i love it it brings back uh obviously the highlight of the sen's going back in the history when they used that logo was what, like the best 10 years of going to the playoffs every year and Alfie and everybody like that. Yeah. Uh, it, brings, it brings back good memories. I like it. It's um, I won't say more basic, but uh, like straightforward. I like it. I like the logo. It's uh, classy again. I think the big question is going to be what our third Jersey is going to be. I'm hoping yeah. still to keep one of the O jerseys. It's gotta be. It's gotta be an. O I think jersey, it'll be an right? O jersey. Yeah. I mean, and and like in in Haley's article, uh, they state that the the source or she states that the source hasn't actually confirmed that the third jersey um, has been decided yet, uh, or that it will be red. I assume it would be red. I assume it would be an an O heritage looking jersey. Um, I don't know if it would be the same or similar to the one they use currently as they're like the classic that they, a jersey that the Thursday night ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be like that. Uh, but I do think like a, a red heritage jersey with maybe a black O or something could. could I'm pulling be for the cream jersey. ones. I'm pulling for cream. I love <laughs> the cream jerseys. Yeah. Honestly, they'd be really nice. And, and I, I would not those. be opposed. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked on it. I'm not going to lie. I don't really like the current Sens jerseys. Like, with the exception of the O jerseys, like, I have the Heritage the heritage O in, like, the black with, like, the white and the red. And I really like that one. But the regular, like, Sens home jerseys, the red one with the 3D Centurion, kind of not really a fan. I don't so know, I'm... Bennett. That's a hot take, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so, so I'm pretty happy about it. And, like, this is what, like, the Sens Twitterverse, at least, has been demanding for yeah. ages. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's been leaked and rumored and leaked and rumored till the cows and come home. Up. And, <laughs> yeah, like, every, it's, Mop like, every it. week. Every week there's on Reddit, there's like a like, new mock-up. I literally like, hey. just sent one in our group chat too. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god! <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's even every week, man. It's like every couple days. <laughs> yeah. What would you think if the jersey looked like this? It's like, yeah, it looks sick. <laughs> like, come on, the, like we've been like, saying that for years. <laughs> the one, the one that I just shared, which is hilariously another concept jersey. Like the third, <laughs> the third is a red O with a black and white. Uh, stripe through the O. Um, uh, yes, like it's that a one. red jersey. Um, and then the the away is just the white with um, the 2D just crest. with like the 2D crest. But something I really like about this sort of mock up, it, it has like the uh, the um, like arrow looking things that are in the logo yeah, mm-hmm. the on the arms. The yeah, yeah, that's a I'm nice, re- that's a nice I'm touch. Really about that. So if if these were what they look like, I would buy all three of them 
No questions asked. <laughs> just like that, eh? You just drop a, a what was that? That'd be like for the authentic ones, like a few hundred each, man. Well, yeah, because like I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, like I'm not a huge fan of now that there's like fanatic jerseys. Because oh, I hate those the fanatic are fake. jerseys. Yeah. Though, or sorry, they're, they're they're not fake, but they're not like well, they're not authentic. They're not authentic. And then you're like, oh, what a good deal, eighty bucks for a cent. <laughs> Wait a minute, a fanatic. Yeah. Um, and so when you get like, when, when, uh, one of the authentic ones comes up, like you gotta, you gotta spring for it. And oh, yeah. I lucked out and got one of those, those red, uh, the heritage classic jerseys they released, um, a couple of years ago, uh, like last year for 65 bucks, because you had to assume that they were doing this rebrand. So you get. Mm-hmm. Got to get one while they're hot. That's so. what happened. Yeah, exactly. I got, uh, yeah, exactly 65. I got my Bobby Ryan red one because I oh, assumed they were just trying to sell them out because they were ready for the rebrand. So, yeah, I don't think I've paid over 60 bucks for any of my sense jerseys and all of them, but one are a legit jersey. That's well, just one Clark MacArthur. So oh, once he, went, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. one's the, the cream white. So after the heritage classic, obviously yeah. they put those on sale and then the Bobby mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, red with a silver O. Yeah. I which have... I got in preparation to go to a game with Matt uh, against yeah. Florida and oh, yeah. then COVID hit us. <laughs> so um, I haven't yeah. even got to wear it once. Uh, I, yeah. um, how many jerseys do you guys have? I have a lot. I don't want to say <laughs> because it's embarrassing kind of. Sense jerseys, I have four. Okay. You boys want to hear how many I have? I kind of do. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. I have. So, okay. Well, two of them I don't really count because. When you from... have to like preface this, you know it's going <laughs> to be a big number. So, no. So, two of them I don't count because they're from when I like went to my first Sense game. So, uh, they're like a, a kid's like the yeah. old home one and the mm. old away one yeah. uh, from like 07, 08 era. Uh, but then I have. Um, uh, an adult like 07 08 era uh home jersey with spetzel on the back i have uh the home and away not their like current current ones but their home and away that they used like before this kind of it was reebok that did the rebrand right the current one yeah okay so it was like the ones just before they just did the small tweaks to the jerseys so i have a home jersey with anderson an away jersey that's just blank then I have the heritage jersey with no one on it. I was gonna get stone, but we all know what happened there. Uh, <laughs> I have a current Kachuk home. I oh have God. a uh, Duchesne Winter Classic. I have oh. a Carlson Sends with the S N E S written across the front. Oh damn! Um, oh, that's oh, brutal, wow. bud. That's the Dude, worst jersey. Uh, no, okay, it's wait, wait, really not. Hold up, hold it's up. Really it not is the worst. Wait, no, no, no. On the ice, it looked good. I have no. to say, I, uh, yes, I honestly, no. I don't care if people shit on me for this, but I 100% so think bad. that it looked fine. It looked, it didn't look awful. It looked fine. This team's it wasn't... name isn't the Sens. It's the Senators. I know. Don't put I a nickname don't think on the, your dude, jerseys Tam- are that bad. Wait, hold up. Tampa Bay has a jersey that says Bolts across it, and I don't think it looks yeah, that bad either. Yeah, and it sucked too. Yeah, it sucked like, too. It, no, I, I'm I 100% with Alan. Like, our, that Sens jersey sucked, and the Bolts jersey also sucked. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't think it's – I think it's, yeah, definitely the Sens' worst jersey, but I don't think it was, like, an awful jersey compared to some teams. Like, like think about that yeah. blue one that the Jets came out with, that classic one. That was friggin' god-awful. Like, At least the one it's that's the, the team Jets, name. Yeah, said, no, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> but it looked bad. I don't know. No. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is, <laughs> so, have, so what's, I got, what's the wait, actual wait, 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 hold up. I got that Sens jersey though. Oh, He's still going for fifty dollars at Sport oh. Check. Oh, I got because it yeah, it yeah, sucked. but I got Carlson on it for another fifty bucks, dude. It was a hundred dollars for an authentic Carlson jersey. That's pretty dope. I'm not. Man, you guys lie. are putting me through the grinder here. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a cream heritage jersey with Bobby Ryan on it, and then I have like I got a couple of gifts from people that were like fake kind of knockoff jerseys. So mm. I don't really count those. Yeah. Um, but I have like a Shabbat, I think, ripoff home, and then mm. I have a uh Alfredson ripoff heritage uh that I don't ever wear because you know. I got a anyway. Sid the Kid jersey. Nice. So, so I, have, I, have, I have four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. 
That's well, it. I only have four. Yeah, I have I have one jersey, just that one I was mentioning before. Well, the, Bennett, you suck. The black hair. Watch. I have a great <laughs> And I'll give I'll, I'll owe a beer to anybody that can guess what number oh, I have in the back. Wait, guys. Okay, wait. I'll guess, and then I will tell you my other jersey. I forgot. This about. should be in the trivia okay. section. Yeah, is he <laughs> on the have... roster right now? No. Is he on the roster right now? He is not. Okay. Was he uh, in DaCosta. DaCosta. Sorry, come again? DaCosta. No. Was yeah, he no. in 2017? <laughs> was he in 2017? Yes. Okay. Mark Stone. No. Damn. Yeah, that would be too easy Chris to guess. Kelly. Also, no. Oh my god, okay. that would have been that would have been great. No, wait, wait, wait. Come on. I, I, I guess like old school. I gotta guess like new school now. Yeah. Um, you guess the That's not old. I'm guessing, I'm guessing CC, man. CC. No. No. It was uh, old. No, it was uh, Kyle Turris. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. oh, okay. That's really not that. I have a Kyle. I Turner's thought it was going to be someone obscure. <laughs> no, I garbage. mean, but I mean, like, it's not, you know, it's not Carlson and it's not Stone. So I have like, a Carlson jersey, I have a Shabbat jersey, and a Turris. Turris was my favorite player for the yeah, longest I, time. I loved Kyle Turris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a dream about him the other day, still no. being on the team. Ah. Wow. <laughs> Well, uh, you guys didn't let me. Is it is it podcast appropriate? <laughs> yeah, he was just still on the team, and like he or like we traded bat, like traded for him again, or and like he he started still ripping it the up worst for interviews us. Possible. Hey man, <laughs> leave Kyle alone. Yeah, this podcast I, I is going to be term. all of us. This podcast is going to be us all just yelling over top of each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, At least we don't have a guest. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Uh, though the other jersey I have is like the old uh, Sens black jersey, um, uh, with, with the, the gold, with the red. No, the red stripes on the elbow. Oh, actually, oh, okay. you're right. I do have the alternate jersey from like oh six oh seven with the gold. Oh, I love that one. The three D, but it's like gold and black. Yeah, I have that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I have too many guys. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, you do. I that's, literally that's okay. like to be rich. I What's it like to be rich, Matt? That's <laughs> I've gotten them like over the last like I ten know, years, buddy. bro. Um. No, it's funny. I one time outfitted all my friends to go to a hockey game together. That's insane. Just putting <laughs> that out there right now. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? I had to okay. I had to make everybody look legit. I do have to input something from a couple podcasts ago. I uh talked some major trash on Kevin Lowe being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, you did. I, and I've been made aware from my super fan uncle, who is an Edmonton Oilers fan, uh, that uh, there are, I believe, nine players in NHL history that have six cups, and Kevin Lowe is one of them. All okay. but one of those players are in the Hall of Fame. Nah, so I, I mean, shit on him. Nah, that's <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I, didn't he like play on the same team as Gretzky for all those years? And Messi. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm be- I'm sure that if he hadn't made it into the hall, he could have cried into his bowl of six cup rings, <laughs> yeah. and he would have been okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that's my side note because I told my uncle I would do that for like redemption, but then you guys just like just tore it up. It's like right. the Drysdale. <laughs> uh, other Matt's again. other Matt's uncle, if you're listening, I apologize, but we still dislike <laughs> Kevin Lowe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, your argument you... has been considered and dismissed. Ooh, it with the with the friggin' okay. We're going in with heat. Okay, switching gears, we're gonna be talking about uh, a bit of um rumors that came up in the NHL a couple weeks ago about the possibility of Brock Besser being on the Vancouver Canucks trading block and being made available by Jim Benning. So there's been a lot of, I guess. What do you call it? I wouldn't say controversy, but a lot of debate on Setter's Twitter and on Reddit uh, about whether the Sens should sign a player like this, or sorry, not sign, uh, trade for a player like this, um, or whether he's like bad defensively or what have you. Uh, so I guess we're, we're going to kind of get into a bit of discussion on that. And uh, I guess I'll kick us off here. Um, so Brock Besser is kind of like an interesting player to look at because he's had injuries like every season for the last three seasons but he still manages like this season aside which he would have hit 50 points if if the league had played the last x number of games out uh he would have hit 50 points again i'm sure Uh, but he's basically had almost three 50 point seasons in a row Mm -hmm. um 
he's a guy who uh, is is great at hitting at hitting the net. I mean, <laughs> he could have three thirty goal seasons by now if he hadn't had injuries. So uh, definitely a, a player who knows how to score and he's a right winger the Suns don't have a lot of right wing depth and i feel like there's a deal to be made if the price is right yeah and i'm not and you know not talking game shows here uh but like i don't know I, I think that there's definitely value if he's available in trading for a guy who is 23 years old taken in the same draft as shabbat and colin white he's the same age group of your core of players that you want to grow together and they don't have right wing depth. They have Drake Batherson and Connor Brown, but Connor Brown is like, he's not a guy who's going to be one of your top six scoring forwards on a Stanley cup contending team. He's uh, that guy. Who knows? Oh, I like Connor Brown. <laughs> yeah. No, he's I good. do too. He is good, but he, I don't see him as a top six winger on a team that's destined for the cup. Right? Like, He's one of the, it's like Pajot. Pajot is a very good third line center. And, you know, a lot of people were mad that we traded him. But for the contract he got from the Islanders, he should not be being paid that much. He is a very good third line center who can <laughs> yeah. fill in the second line spot if called upon. But he's not a second line center. That's how I see Connor Brown. He's a very good third line winger. He could be on the second line if needed, but he should be on the third line on like a team that's looking to get a cup. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll let any of you guys chime in on, on what you think about Brock Besser, what you think if you wanted to trade from what you think a reasonable package would be, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So I'll just start off and say, uh, like you said, uh, Besser is 23 years old. Last year, uh, or this past season that just ended, the shortened one, he had 45 points in 57 games. So that would have been good enough to make him the highest scoring senator on the team because Brady Chuck. Our leading goal, our leading scorer this past season had 44 points. So he basically, you know, based on the performance of this past season, he would technically speaking be, you know, the best player on the Senators. Now, <laughs> that being said, I don't really care for trading for him because while I admit that like we do need depth on the right wing, I think that we have that de depth or will be about to acquire it this summer at the draft. Mm. And I'm not keen on signing another player in the same kind of age group to like hold down that spot ahead of guys like Batherson or you know potentially Lucas Raymond uh, or whoever might be slotting into that position I agree that we could use some depth on the right wing for sure but I just don't know if what we would have to give up to get him would be worth it because you know at, we're at the point where we want to be hanging on to draft picks and we want to be hanging on to young players and prospects and I just yeah. Sorry, Bennett, just to jump in there. Like, I know it it is worth saying, like, Brock Besser is a young player, and, like, we're building around, uh, well, theoretically building around Colin White as I look at his 23 points last <laughs> season. Um, <laughs> uh, like, like, Brock Besser's contract is is a good contract. Yeah, it is. Um, 5.8 million until 2021-22, at which point he's an RFA. Yeah. Yep. Um. Like, is it out of the realm of possibility if we could trade um a f our Islanders first round pick to the Canucks for Brock Besser and Louis Erickson? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering as well. You're, like, you're taking on a lot of salary there. Like, you're almost taking on twelve million dollars in salary, and mm -hmm. I know they want salary space. Mm. And Not Ottawa needs to pick up a salary. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that sounds okay. Yeah, I not, just but but even if like we had to add like one piece to the first round pick, like, like a prospect or something, either a prospect, and I'm not talking like you know, uh, guys like you know Formanton, Norris, that level, but a guy like you know, uh, Yaros or uh, Lajoie or someone who's who could definitely be like a, a serviceable NHL player at some point in either the near future or maybe. I don't know. I, I like Lajoie and Yaros are two guys who could probably use a bit more fine tuning in the AHL, but both of them are young players who could step into the NHL as soon as like next year, or maybe the year yeah. after. So like even trying to entice a trade by adding a guy who uh, could help add some depth to the Canucks roster. Um, 
you know, even honestly, I'm not I'm not going to lie. Even if it was a player like Alex Formington, I would be okay with it depending on uh, what else was going. Like if it was the first ad Formington yeah. for, for Besser uh, without Louis Erickson coming our way, <laughs> then I think that might be reasonable because I think Formington could be like step into the NHL for them even next year and be a depth guy uh, on their left side. And that might be a hot take. And I'm sure that people will disagree with me. I, that's I would totally not fine. do that personally. Okay. And yeah. And like, I that's don't even fair. really love trading the, the Islanders pick this summer. And I personally don't think the Dorian words, like I think they really want well, all three of those first round. picks. I don't know I mean, though. Just based on everything that's come out of the sense camp. Like, no, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about that. Cause Pierre Dorian even stated that they had a lot of draft capital and they weren't afraid of making a hockey trade. He straight up said that. So I mean, I don't think that they're going to try and I don't think like if a player like Besser was available, I personally think that the senators would at least inquire and see what would what the Canucks and and Benning would want. What I'll step in here with because he's 23. (laughs) He's 23. So being that third round pick, remember, every guy in the draft is just a total. It could be like you can uh, scout someone as much as you want. But I mean, remember, everyone scouted Dag and thought he was going to be a beast, right? So as good as you guys think that you could pick up a player with the Islanders pick, we already know Besser can play. Yeah. So using a pick on him, and it's a sure, we know what he is. That being said, this guy hasn't completed a single NHL season in his career yet. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, I don't disagree with that. injury prone to the T. He is, and, but when he's not injured, he scores. He but the points. last thing the last thing we need is another right winger who's constantly injured and who doesn't score as many goals as we wanted him to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. With, all, with hey. all respect to the guy that we're about to praise the hell out of in like 10 minutes. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but I don't know. I, I think that, yeah, Brock Besser's had some injuries, but dude, like, Sidney Crosby's had how many injuries in his career and he still lights it up. And I'm not trying to say Brock Besser is as good as Crosby in no way is he as good as Crosby, but I'm just saying Crosby's had like what four concussions in his career and he can still step in the NHL and go point per game, like without missing a beat. And Brock Besser is the kind of player who, when he comes back from injuries, he's on the board getting points. I, uh, he's not a guy who really like loses a step in my opinion, I've watched some Canucks games because, you know, I have family that live out there and they're Canucks mm. fans. And so I like to sometimes catch a game if it's not on too late. And I I personally think that Besser is quite a capable forward of, of driving possession. Uh, and and that's the kind of player that the Sens need. They need guys who, when they have possession of the puck, or sorry, when they when they're on the ice, they have possession of the puck uh, because the Senators haven't been good with that for the last few seasons but like when you look at Besser's underlying numbers like this year uh his possession he's over 50 he's at 52.7 percent percent possession which is a gradual increase year over year of his past two seasons I know that plus minus isn't like a very indicative stat of success but he was a minus player the last two seasons finally was a plus four and if you look at the goals for and goals against with him on the ice um he's got where is it here i think i had it that he had seven more goals for while he was on the ice than against which i think is important uh and he's also when he's on the ice his team's shooting at 15 percent like think about that that means like his team when he's on the ice has a very high percentage chance like 50 percent it seems low but that's quite high shooting percentage uh when he's on the ice now of course his team's save percentage when he's on the ice is like a 0.858, which is really rough. Um, but his deployment in the offensive zone dropped almost 15% this season. He was at 70% offensive zone starts last season. And now he's at 55. Like that's a dramatic drop in offensive zone starts. And yet he's still scoring at a consistent pace. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody who's listening is like trying to wrap their head around all these all these stats and all these analytics, um, you can use Hockey Reference, and I find that they have some great breakdown of numbers, and you can check Brock Besser's uh, underlying numbers out for yourself. But he's a guy to me that 
isn't as bad of a defensive player as people like to paint him as. And he's a player who drives possession and drives offense, which is what the Senators need. They need a scoring player. Do we though? Like, yes. do we do we next season? Because I don't think so. I think well, that we're. I think yeah, we're but you're trying to build a team. It doesn't have to be exactly. next season that we're trying we're, to contend. We're trying to build a team, and right yeah. now we have a whole bunch of prospects, and we're about to acquire a whole bunch more, and we don't. We still don't know how a lot of them are going to pan out. And I think we're not at the point in the rebuild where we want to be going out and acquiring players until we know exactly what we have. And I think that, like, it would have to be a really special player at this point, I think, for the Senators to go out of their way to acquire someone when we're still trying to, you know, figure out the pieces that we have and where they fit. Because, like, we could we could trade, like, one of our prospects for Brock, for Brock Besser. And then another one of our prospects steps into that role beautifully. And then we lost a, pro- a prospect in a different position because... Yeah, but like, what prospect, else, you know. what prospect right now can you see coming into the NHL and being able to become a goal scorer for, for us who isn't named Drake Batherson? I feel like named Josh Norris could. Uh, yeah, in like a few years, maybe like a couple years, I'd say Josh Norris could score, but he's a center. Think of any winger in the system that we have who could come in and could be a goal scorer. I would Nobody. say Formington. Uh, he's got the speed for it. He's got speed, but his uh, like his ability to actually score goals with that speed has never been great. Somebody and honestly, really he's already... Is. Guys, Formington is going to be turning 21 in September. He's had 10 games in the NHL and one goal, which is fine, but he's going to be 21 in September. He's only like a couple years younger than Besser. And at his, at Besser's, like when Besser was 21, he had a 56 point season. So unless Formington comes in the season and lights it up, like hypothetically for going back to my trade scenario, I would have no issue sending Formington. I personally never think Formington will be a consistent uh, top six forward in the NHL. I think now, Besser I, is. I hate to do this to you. Uh, I mean, at, a, at 21, Formington had 53 points in the AHL. Yeah, like he no, he, sure. he the only reason he didn't win rookie of the year was because of Josh Norris. Yeah. <laughs> like I I think you might be downplaying his offensive ability just a little bit. I can understand what you're saying. Um do I think um do I think if the price is right for Besser we should go for it? Yes. I'm just like if it if it's a first round pick like the Islanders first round pick, I'd be okay with it if that's it and we're taking on salary. If it's like a second or like two seconds, I just don't think it gets done. I don't think it, it like if they're not willing and we're not willing to budge on a couple things, then it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like no, I we got Brandstrom simply for that reason. Like mm-hmm. Dorian was like, I'm not I'm not standing down on this one i want brandstrom and yeah. that's that no so, and, and for sure and, and i'm not saying that formanton is a bad prospect or anything no, like that uh, yeah. or that he's a throwaway i personally i don't know i'm just very conflicted on formanton because he wasn't ever like a, a high-end scorer at the ohl level and then he has one season in the ahl where he puts up 27 goals but i don't know he just i, I have he my doubts scream about brock besser to you and that's fine. No, no, no. Uh, like I'm not. I'm not. Like I get that, hundred uh, percent. And I think this year, Formenton did take a massive step in the right direction. He did. But he's he also did. like he's six three. He's actually twenty years old, and uh, yeah. you know he he plays on the right wing. So, uh, or he's a left winger actually. So he is a left wing. Yeah. Um, I'm not. It it's just it's all really depends on what what we're giving up because if it's if it's too much I'm not down. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I, just I just think that it's difficult to justify going out and acquiring a right winger until we've seen like a full NHL season from Batherson. Like until we know for sure where he's gonna land in our lineup. Yeah. But like this one, it was kind of up and down, and then like obviously the season itself ended up getting shortened. Like I just think like it's hard to make that call because like we have like a right winger that we all hope and kind of expect is going to place into the top six, and if he yeah. does, then like I think acquiring Besser is like kind of superfluous right now. 
Really? I don't I, know because well, other than I mean, Bath, who else then... plays? Who plays? Who else plays on the right? Is Connor Brown doesn't do Claire play on the right, or does he play on the left? No, he, he's a I left think wing. He plays right. Like yes, I, but he's I, naturally I, yeah. a left winger. Okay. Like he can play on the right wing, but he's naturally left winger. And if we're going by usually what coaches want, they usually want their left-handed players on the left side, hmm. unless it's a, K, a player like Brandstrom who's just much more confident playing on the right side, even though he's a left-hand shot. But for Anthony Duclair, who's spent most of his time playing on the left wing, except for, I mean, he did play sometimes this season just because the Sens have no right wing depth. They have Connor Brown, Bobby Ryan, who, of course, as we know, Bobby Ryan was gone quite a bit this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they had, that's that's basically it. They had Bobby Ryan. I'm just looking here, Batherson, and then guys who are natural left center or sorry, left wings who play on the right side. Uh, other than wait, did I say Brown? So Brown, Ryan, yeah. and Batherson. Ryan is going to be obviously a bottom six forward on the Sens until his contract's done. Uh, Connor Brown is quite good, but I mean, he's a guy like I said who I think you put on your third line on a on a cup contending team. And then Batherson, I think, can be a top six forward for the team. And then you don't have like another top six right wing. And if the I think you're draft undervaluing Raymond, Brown. I think you're undervaluing Brown by a lot. No, He's a I guy love that Brown, needs man. to be played on the first line to shine. Uh, I don't know. Like, okay, I like Brown a lot. Uh, when I were uh, when I wrote articles for the hockey writers, I wrote a piece about Connor nice Brown plug. because. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I uh, it doesn't do anything for me now, but yeah. but like when I when I wrote for them, I wrote a piece on Connor Brown and how I thought him being acquired by the centers was huge. Uh, I still don't think I think we're we're kind of putting on the blinders if we think that Connor Brown is a top six forward on a legitimate contending team. Uh, mm. I think he's a very good right wing for the third line, but I really don't think that he's a guy that you're going to be putting on a top six of a legitimate NHL contender. I feel like if Connor Brown was in the top six of the Leafs, he would have had a better season this year. I agree. Uh, yeah, for sure. Of course he would have. But but that's but just, that, that's a talent. That's him like playing no, with no, what, no. Matthews and, and who else they have there. But just would have had more ice time. And... But let's put it into perspective. Connor he Brown had, more with had Ottawa, 43 points this year on a team that like is it's lesser and didn't have those... So give him that players. ice team on a team like Toronto that has those weapons. He would have did amazing. I, I like I I really like Connor Brown. I do think Me we're kind of like getting away from the Besser thing here. <laughs> um, like I I'm not opposed to the idea of trading for him if the price is right, but it's really got to be right, and it doesn't screw up our prospect pool because if it like I'll, I'll just go with it like. If their name starts with Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, Brandstrom, Logan Brown, Jacob Bernard, Docker, Fermentin, Pinto, Lassie Thompson, and maybe even Balsers. Yeah, uh, I like Balsers. And yep. like with, for a fur and a first, like that that's a lot to give up. No, for sure. And maybe I'll maybe I'll dial back and say, okay, fine. I wouldn't give up Formington and a first in a trade for mm. Besser. But I do think at least the first from the yeah. Islanders should be in play, especially if the Suns are taking back Louis Erickson. Yeah. But um but yeah, I think if he's available and if the price is right, fine. The Suns go for him. If not, then fine. Take a step back, develop your system, hopefully take a guy like Raymond with the fifth overall pick and you can develop him into that second or maybe even first line right wing. Uh that'll that'll really propel your team forward. Yeah. Um now we're gonna move on from trade potential trade acquisitions to free agency now the sends are going to have enormous amounts of cap space uh matt we were talking this about this the other day what was it like 39 million dollars that they're going to have in projected cap space it's crazy they're (laughs) going to need to spend money on somebody just to hit the cap floor um now alan i know you had a couple guys in mind who who you thought the sends could target so i'll kind of let you dive into them and then we could kind of discuss around uh those guys now that I've had time to think of it, let's, okay, let's, I mean, Louis Erickson would be a good contract to pick up. Uh, yeah. He's going to fill a lot of that cap space, but for somebody a little more manageable on our team, my eyes fell right away to uh, Halla. Uh, I think he plays on Florida right now, but he's an unrestricted and yeah. his speed one, 
puts him top tier for that. Yeah, he's not uh, the biggest point getter, but he's not uh, a liability out in the ice. Like, I mean, he's a veteran now uh, and still with his speed. Yeah, he'll be 30 by the time he comes onto the team pretty well, but top tier speed is going to help a lot with our young guys as well. Yeah, no, I think uh, Hal is also a very experienced player. He's had a, a few NHL runs, especially recently with Vegas when they got to the cup final. So, I mean, he, he's a player who I think brings a lot of, of uh, veteran presence. And, and obviously, Pierre Dorian has always upplayed Ron Hainsey's role on the team. Yeah. And I think finding other veteran players. Uh, now, I'm not sure about Eric Howla's, uh leadership capabilities. I, I, I'm not like in touch with all, yeah. the, all the different locker rooms. But um, I think that getting a guy who has played on a team that's made it so deep in the playoffs, uh, and I don't know, maybe he would uh, help the Sens out in some of the developing of the younger players. And I really think that's all you can ask for right now. Even if the veteran's not like a super high-end quality uh, free agent, like the just as a point, at it, um, we, sorry, uh, looking at it now, his uh, his cap hit actually probably wouldn't be too much, so maybe it wouldn't help us. Like right now, he's only making two point seven five, so mm-hmm. it'll probably be less than that if we signed him, right? So potentially, but like think about Ron Hazy. The Senators gave him three and a half mil, and you just know they gave it to help boost their number to get closer to that cap. So I mean. <laughs> I feel like the Sens wouldn't mind overpaying to get the services of a player who would probably take a lower deal to play somewhere else, um, like to have a chance at playoffs. But I think when they come to the Sens, the Sens will, like Ron Hainsey, overpay a bit to get a player who can help kind of coach the younger guys um, from a player perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, yeah, give them a bit extra compensation for that. We have to assume that that the Sens are going to be moving on from Hainsey, right? I think so. I mean, I don't really know. Like, with Artyom Zub coming in, like, do you really want to keep Haynes around? Yeah. Because then and you like, have Brainstorm's going to be coming up, and yeah. Will Landon's going to be a full time NHLer. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it makes sense to me to move Brandstrom over to the right side where he's stated he favors it more. So then yeah. you have Zaitsev, Zub, and Brandstrom, not necessarily in that order, but down on your right side. And then, you know, on your left side, you have Shabbat. Uh, with Lennon and Boro or whatever other left-handed defenseman you want to kind of try out in that role. Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made for keeping Hainsey just from like simplicity's sake. Just like give him a one-year, thirty million contract, and then that just solves the issue until next year. Did you say thirty, 30 million? million? <laughs> yeah, just just give it to one player. And just let him. <laughs> oh, you know. okay. Yeah, and, and yeah. could you imagine? Problem solved. I also Hainsey, just remembered that. NHL that Mike Riley is on our books till yes, uh, Riley, yeah. like the year, not next year, but the, or like, well, yes, no. next year, like, paid, yeah, only one more paid season next yeah. season. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, his contract's not a ton. You either have him up on your NHL roster when injuries occur or you, yeah, I don't know. Here's, have him as a scratch, I guess. Here's another one. Since we're talking defensemen, uh, the other one that I'd like to throw out is uh, Chris Tanev. Because he's an unrestricted, I think, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of 1920, yeah. yeah. So Chris? get rid of Hainsey and bring him in. He's mm-hmm. like a four and a half, five million dollar player. So is that, that is up, that uh, Tanev on Vancouver? Yes, yeah. he's the Got defense it. on Vancouver. Um, Ooh, yeah. package he's deal. A... <laughs> well, he's a free agent, so, you know, yeah. he wouldn't have to trade for his rights. But no. uh, yeah, no. He uh, he could be a, a stable presence and come in and help. Uh, I mean, if the Senators want to keep Branstrom on the left side, then it would make sense to bring him in because, like I just said, like if Zaitsev, Zubin, then maybe Tanev are the guys on the right side, then cool. Um, and, I personally like. Sorry, he's got the sick flow too, bud. Yo, true, true. He's got that <laughs> hockey flow. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I also don't know if it's necessary. Again, only because Zub was was brought in uh, this, I guess, yeah, in true. the Sens long off season. <laughs> uh, so I know uh, another player who is a UFA this off season who has come up in the Sens social media circles is Robin Leonard. 
Um, I know we have uh, Nilsson signed for another year, and we also have uh, Hoberg, who is on a uh, another year on his deal until I assume the Suns re-sign him. So they don't necessarily need a, a starting goaltender to come in, especially when they're not trying to vie for like a playoff berth or anything like that. But uh, Robin Leonard has come up, and people have talked about seeing him kind of come back and join the Suns. And I want to know what your guys' opinions were on that. I think it's got to, like, for me, it's got to be, like, pass on both sides. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Leonard's coming back here just to, <laughs> just to, like, be a starter. I think there are other teams that have a starting role sort of open um, that, like, I, I wouldn't come back especially when he went through like some of his roughest life periods here. Yeah. And uh, from the Sens perspective, like Robin Leonard, uh, or sorry. Well, yeah, Robin Leonard, what, like we did draft him and, you know, he's had a good couple seasons, but Anders Nielsen has had two good seasons with the Sens. Marcus Hogberg just had a good season with the Sens on a very bad team. <laughs> like uh you're losing Craig Anderson which I like I hope this is the year that he says you know what I think I'm I think I'm ready to hang it up and and yeah. call it quits uh and then you know Andy can ride off into the sunset because I don't want to see him playing for anybody else mm-hmm. um but I just don't think there's room especially considering like he had the worst stats of the 3 and and Hogberg had a really good season for us considering this was like his his first like real workload with the sends i just don't see a fit between yeah. between the two and uh i mean his his sends pads would be unreal because he's been really like bringing <laughs> uh like some some awesome like individuality to uh to his pads with every team he goes to and I'm sure the Sens ones would be awesome. But yeah, I, ju- I just don't see a fit. No, I'm kind of in the same books uh, as you, um, or the same page, I guess, of that book. <laughs> um, that book, no, man. But, yeah. But like when he was on uh, TSN 1200, too, they asked him about a potential return to Ottawa. And he, I mean, Leonard's not a guy for emotion when it comes to like interviews. Uh, Mm. obviously on the ice it's a different story Mm -hmm. Uh, but in that interview he kind of was just very like low-key mellow monotone guy and he just I don't know he didn't seem very passionate about coming back he he said that he he thought the Senators had a very passionate fan base and that they were fun to play in front of but um, he did kind of hint or imply that you know Senators fans can be hard on their goaltenders um, he he said that Buffalo was the worst on their goaltenders. Yeah, uh, he even absolutely. said he's like I he's like I put up good numbers in Buffalo and they still were mad at me and I was like yeah man that that's that's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I think like like other Matt said like I think for both sides it's kind of like uh now nah, we'll we'll kind of not touch this one. We have two goalies on the Sens that can play next year. We don't need a guy who can come in and put up. You know, like Leonard has the capability. He has the talent to put up a Vesna quality season. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see it. Um, so it's like the Senators don't need that kind of goaltending. Whereas, man, Vegas might just want to re-sign Leonard if they can afford him, like Honestly, in the cap. Yeah. Because him and Flurry as a duo, are you kidding me? Yeah, Holy hell. That's one of the best <laughs> tandems in the league. Yeah. So anyway, that that's my, my uh, little bit on uh, Robin Leonard. Hoberg Express for me. Yeah, yeah. I just think we have too like, much goaltender talent to justify like going out and acquiring another quasi yeah. like, starter. So when you don't think we should sign Brain Holtby in free agency? Like when your when no. your worst goalie <laughs> prospect just won like QMJHL goalie of the year, like that's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's very true. So I, I think. Like, I I really like Robin Leonard and I have a lot of respect for him being yeah. very open and frank about the things that he's gone through in his career, like yep. on the mental health side of things. Like it's all like it's an under discussed part of the game, and I think that any player that's willing to speak to truth to their experiences is someone that deserves respect. But 
I think that there is at least somewhat of a story there, considering that, you know, he put up good numbers in Buffalo and got traded, and he put up good numbers in Chicago and got traded, and mm-hmm. he has, like, put up pretty good numbers in Vegas, as far as I'm aware, and oh, yeah, very he's good. had a free agency. So, I mean, I think there's an argument to me made that, like, despite the fact that he's a good goaltender, I don't think teams like working with him. Uh, it's possible, but I don't know. He said that he's had like good experiences at different clubs and, and such. I think it's just sometimes team want, teams want to go their separate ways. But I know Leonard even stated in, in that same interview on, on TSN 1200 where he said he interviewed after his recovery with some teams and some of the questions they asked were just straight up disgusting. And he said that they should be uh, ashamed of themselves um, for, I guess, how they questioned his his recovery and yeah all of that so that's kind of sad to hear but speaks um, nicely to hockey culture you know yeah <laughs> that's a whole other thing and there's yeah. definitely a possibility to like that is why some of these places haven't worked out yeah by mm-hmm. the good numbers he puts up they see him as a liability but it just seems yeah i mean i don't it's just like i'm a little i'm a little hesitant just because like it seems mm-hmm. like the same story has played out everywhere that he's been since the Senators. And some of it I is want him to find a home, too. I want yeah, I, I do, too. too. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Anthony Duclair, right? Like, he's bounced around several teams, and it finally seems like Ottawa is the right fit for him. And yeah. I feel like that's the same case with Leonard. Leonard's obviously uh, a bit older, but I think that at this point in his career, like, Leonard should get no less than, like, a five-, six-year deal. He's right in that prime range for goalies. You know, he's, like, 28, I believe he's entering that age where like goalies between like 28 and like 35 uh, mainly are just like, that's like prime years. I find for goalies, I find their prime is always later uh, unless you have the super high talented goalies like Vasilevsky and stuff. But I find that a lot of the goalies that develop later into very good starters, it's in that late 20 to like early mid thirties that they are just very good and on their game. That's like Pecorino. Yeah. And and so I don't know. I hope that wherever Leonard goes next, he gets yeah. he gets a good term, good money because I think he's a solid goalie. And I mean, you can't argue with his stats. He has some pretty good career stats yeah. just by being on some awful teams. Also, quick sidebar about uh, goalies: Vasilevsky probably should not have been a Vesna candidate or a nominee, uh, just because it's it's Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I really I fair. really hope. Hellebuck wins it because he freaking deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rask had a really good year too, yep. but there were like like there are better statistical goalies than Vass. Yeah, um, but alas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So on that note, we'll do one more topic, and it's a good note to end on. We're talking about the Bill Masterton Trophy, mm-hmm. and. No, none other than Ottawa's own Bobby Ryan was Cherry nominated. Hill native. Cherry Hill, Philadelphia native. <laughs> uh, Bobby Ryan, yeah. So, so Bobby's up for the Bill Mastin. I mean, how could you not root for the guy? Uh, now, I think he's up against some tough competition because I think Oscar Lindbaum is in there, and yep. he came back from cancer. So, uh, I know addiction is obviously a big thing to come back from. Now, I don't know if he'll win out because, like you know, cancer. Um, surviving that is obviously very 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 difficult as well uh so they're both easy guys to root for um but bobby ryan you know it, it was nice to see him come back and in his first home game back score a hat trick after you know being a punching bag i think in the media and and yeah. all other areas of social media i guess with from the fan base and and stuff uh it's it's good to see him get nominated and recognized uh, for his perseverance and uh, ability to come back to the league um, in better, better uh, physical and mental health. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I have much to add other than to echo, I think the thoughts of a lot of Sens fans of him scoring the hat check that night on his first home game back, hands mm-hmm. down the highlight of the season for me. And oh, yeah. Was, yeah. That, you know, in a season where there was very little good stuff to cheer about, in a year where there's been very little good stuff to cheer about, that was sure. one. Yep. That's probably like the the it it has to be like the most heartwarming moment of the NHL season. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was beautiful. pretty damn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's it's as if 
it was written into a sports movie. Like <laughs> everything about it is just kind of perfect. And um, like Bobby Ryan, I have so much respect for Bobby Ryan, uh, especially with everything that he got, he went through and like, he was open about it. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And, no, it's very good for the sport. And, I just want to say, like, a quick shout-out to Ottawa Media for not, like, investigating it. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can't have frickin' Steve Simmons not (laughs) say that Austin Matthews has COVID. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, Steve Simmons. I always forget about him. Like, I'll forget about that guy for months, and then all of a sudden something will blow up in, like, the Toronto media, and then I see Simmons is, like, at at the forefront of whatever drama, and I'm like, oh. I remember that guy. He's back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I really hope he wins it. I think he's very deserving. He's definitely in in stiff competition this year. But uh like I'm I'm really happy that that we're getting sort of like a a Cinderella story of of Bobby Ryan. And yesterday I was looking at his stats and since he joined the Sens, like they haven't been that bad. It's just the contract. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. He likes it. We all know that. <laughs> like, he, uh, yes, yes. And and if he was being like paid like four million dollars, mm-hmm. we would we wouldn't be having this sort of conversation. Yeah. Um. I have all the time in the world for Bobby Ryan. Huge fan. Uh. Go get that Masterson, buddy. um yeah i think i think we can all agree on that um it's definitely a nice a nice story uh and on that note uh we'll end this week's podcast and please if if you are able to drop us a follow on either instagram or twitter or a like on facebook you can find us at sensetennial or on instagram at the sensetennial and yeah man uh go and hit up our social medias uh feel free to reach out to us uh we will generally respond to anyone who does uh if you have uh questions about stuff we talked about comments or stuff you'd like to see us improve on please reach out to us Uh, we definitely take that consideration uh or take that feedback into consideration (laughs) um (laughs) and uh and yeah so you can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. So whichever of those you use, please go and give it a listen and let mm-hmm. us know what you think. So that is all for this week on episode 12. And we will see you back here next week when the NHL starts back up. Bye! A couple wait, wait, later. No, no. Wait, guys. <laughs> you're supposed to insert that comment. Stay safe. Don't go to the market. Don't go to the market.